From the studios of Tucson Business Radio X, recorded in the Stewart Title Corporate Offices on Broadway, you are now listening to The Mark Bishop Show. And now here's your host, Mark Bishop. And welcome to another Mark Bishop Show. Today we're looking at an author's tale. We're taking a different segment in the show where it's called uh, The Reading Corner. And we're going to feature top books, bestsellers and great stories. And uh, my guest today is a gentleman by the name of Carlton Scott Andrew. And the book is called The Rugged Entrepreneur. The Rugged Entrepreneur. Yep. What every disruptive business leader should know. That's the key to it. I'd like to welcome the uh, author. His name is Carlton Scott Andrew, but loves to go by the name of Scott. G'day, mate. How are you? Great, Mark. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. You and your lovely wife, Daphne, have uh, a successful career as serial entrepreneurs. Uh, Your new book, The Rugged Entrepreneur, What Every Disruptive Business Leader Should Know, shares what you've learned over the years about starting and or running businesses. Now, that sounds like an awful lot, and it is in the book, too. But have all of your startups been successful? Not by a long shot. We've uh, had numerous failures and like to say you're going to fail forward. That's been said many, many times. And sometimes it's learning what not to do from those failures that is the best lesson. But we also empower people to fail and make mistakes because generally what's done to make up for those mistakes brings about something much better than than had it got been gotten right in the first place. But I can tell you, I remember in our first early days of rodeo production business, uh, we lost enough money where we should have just bought a ranch. We'd have been better off if we'd have done that. <laughs> um, so sometimes the lessons can be very, very painful, but uh, as long as you learn from them, it'll be all right. Well, rugged entrepreneurs uh, are set apart from other entrepreneurs because of how they shake things up. What skills actually defines a rugged entrepreneur? It's a lot of skills. I mean, literally, it could be almost an infinite list. And, And a lot of those skills have to be individualized by the entrepreneur, him or herself, based on their business and their personality and their styles. But it's the foundational skills that are the most important. And that's probably most of the book, certainly most of the first half of the book. And that's a fervent work ethic, and it's not as easy as it sounds. It goes into the, the, the traits of loving work itself and being proud of what you do, which mm-hmm. leads into having humility and a healthy pride. You've got to be humble enough to learn, and you've got to learn to tap into the things that make you a humble learner. At the same time, you should learn to be proud of what you're doing and what you're building because if you don't believe you deserve the success you're in store for, you'll probably never achieve it. So it takes a humility with a healthy type of pride. And then mental toughness could be one of the most important of all. It's hard to rank these, but uh, the business world and life itself is so tumultuous, so chaotic that you've got to be you've got to be very mentally tough because com- competition will come at you. Your own family can come at you. It's it, you never know where it's coming from, but it is coming and change is inevitable. So you've got to be mentally tough. I've got a a mental toughness quotient exercise in the book to build one's mental toughness. It's really good. And then last is faith, and faith is knowing. Steve Jobs said, "Faith is knowing that when you get into the future and you look back." that the dots are going to connect. You might not see it today looking Mm -hmm. forward, but you have to have faith that when you get there, you will look back and they will have connected, and it's the faith to take that leap into the future. Well, Scott, uh, can anybody become a rugged entrepreneur, or is it something, you know, you're born with? Definitely not something you're born with, and uh, it is something anybody can develop. Rugged entrepreneurs come out of every age group just about, 
every race, sex, background, religion, every country all over the world, some from some of the harshest circumstances imaginable. There, In fact, uh, foreigners who move to America are 11 times more likely to become millionaires than native-born Americans because oftentimes they only come here for the opportunity of education or entrepreneurialism and have very little money to get started with. All mm-hmm. they have is their ambition. Mm-hmm. But yes, anybody that wants to and is serious about it can become a rugged entrepreneur. Well, your wife Daphne is your partner uh, in your business ventures. What's it like to work with and live with your business partner? I hope it's as good for her as it is for me. Um, but for me, it's amazing. She's the hardest working person I know and does a lot more than keep me in line. We share our ideas. We share our creative energies together. You know, it's having that partner yeah. that you can trust at the most intimate level and that trusts you. But we call it a twofer, a husband and wife team that knows how to work well together with that trust and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, one plus one doesn't equal two. It equals 11, which is five times greater than two. So we call it a twofer. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to steal that one. A twofer. <laughs> now, what do you mean by uh, disruptive business leader? Uh, disruptive is a very powerful force for good or for bad, but for change. And to be a disruptive business leader, first one has to know how to go about disrupting themselves. And that comes from embracing and developing those four core foundational skills. And once you start knowing how to disrupt yourself, you can then pay attention to how you disrupt your business, your teams within your business as a coach, and ultimately know how to tap into the universal wisdom to study your industry, your place in it, and the competition, and other factors of change that are coming and start to see around the corner, so to speak, and absolutely end up disrupting an entire industry. We've done it many times. Well, how, um, yeah, I should ask you, how did, how do you decide, you know, uh, I mean, does it come from the heart or is it just something you know that, look, I love teaching, I'm going to continue teaching, but more importantly, I love teaching rugged entrepreneurs. About 15 years ago, my wife and I were walking our two great Danes, and we had a succeeded in a number of businesses, but they weren't businesses that helped other people own a business themselves. So we decided that the mark of our life, the measure of our life would be how many people can we help become entrepreneurs and then ultimately rugged entrepreneurs. And we we literally measure that by at least a six-figure income and, and that entrepreneur's ability to control his or her time. Mm-hmm. And we made a decision that we were going to identify businesses which obviously led to franchising. That's an, that's almost the easiest one to conclude with. But but we, we have some other companies that focus on entrepreneurialism where we call ourselves kingmakers. We own a rugged American spirit, a distilling business, and we acquired a distillery in Tennessee, Tennessee Hills. And it was simply to make a husband and wife two-for team mm. and scale their business because it was scalable because of them. So we decided years ago to focus our success and efforts on helping other entrepreneurs succeed in what timing we chose because it's never been more important than it might be right now in America. Sounds nice. Tennessee Hills up there in Demde Hills, you know, uh, 
beautiful <laughs> distillery going on. <laughs> I haven't been to Tennessee, but I hope to one day. The closest I've been is when I was a boy. I grew up with a Daniel Boone hat with a beautiful big furry <laughs> tail, the whole bit, you know. I love that show on TV. I think it was Fez Parker in those days. That gives you my age. Isn't it? I'm going to ask you yep, a little bit I about the. That. You remember that? <laughs> That's yeah. good. Um, what about uh, the, the labs program, the Rugged Buck program at East Tennessee State University? Tell us about that, if you would. Well, it's a project. Um, this is a consortium between myself on the enterprise side, a couple of the chairs there at ETSU, Stephen Marshall, Dr. Stephen Marshall, and Dr. Alan Gorman, and the new CEO of the ETSU Research Corporation, David Golden, who is the former chief legal officer for Eastman Chemical, a Fortune 50 chemical company here in the region. And the, it's committed to providing students with experiential learning opportunities through Rugged Buck Labs, which is an experiential learning accelerator designed to marry enterprise with students and professors and projects so that we disrupt the higher education model because it's in such need of being disrupted in a way that creates more and more experience and a digital resume for students to start when they're a freshman and when they graduate have enough experiential projects listed on it to help them move right into the workforce immediately or possibly even have already started their own company at the time they graduate. Mm. Well, that's a darn good idea, very much so. The um, book itself, when I was going through it, I, I noticed you really do make it a priority to talk with other people who have been highly successful in their careers. Uh, you've had conversations with um, uh, Colonel Oliver North uh, and multi-billionaire uh, Shahid Khan, the owner of uh, Flexengate and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Share with us uh, some others that you may have met and, and what are some of the gems that you've learned from them? Well, I've met Steve Forbes and he wrote an incredible book about how capitalism would save America years ago, back in about 2010 time frame. But I've become very uh, – I've become friends with a billionaire here in eastern Tennessee, Scott Neiswanger, and he has captured a phrase that I, I cherish. It's learn, earn, return is his mantra, if you will. And he's a billionaire who founded Land Air Freight. He was a young man who graduated from Purdue and mm -hmm. – and was a pilot, and he was the private pilot for Magnavox at the time. And they manufactured televisions here in eastern Tennessee, and they were actually selling them faster than they could make them. And he figured out a way to take the seats out of a Piper airplane and use it to haul parts. And he would fly around the country, pick up parts, fly them back to Greenville, Tennessee for quicker assembly. It was before there was such a concept as, as air freight. And from that rugged entrepreneur move he made he created the idea to develop air freight and ultimately founded a company that made him a billionaire now wow. his, now his, his name's on hospitals and school buildings and he's on the board of trustees at purdue and etsu and he's been a big part of our experiential programs well look at where air freight is today you know <clears throat> you and daphne maintain a it seems a great work you know life balance and you have said that your hobbies and travel are part of your job. So tell us how this works and how you maintain the balance while completing so much. I mean, especially as parents, when your children were younger, I mean, how did you get it all done? You know, looking back on it, it seemed it seems a lot easier than it was in the moment. Uh, we did move quite a bit, and the family made some sacrifices. 
and balance we all we talked about it regularly and balance was going to bed at night knowing that you felt good about what you were doing what you were working on what you were achieving and what you were learning in terms of making things better and we always worked our children into our business plans and planning we taught them how to count inventory they always had jobs within our organization so they were able to earn money and we always made them feel good about the work they did in those businesses and the role that they played and how important it would be for them one day and it served them very very well so i don't know that it would be balance for everybody mark Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. each individual has to find what balance means to them and and it really centers around being happy well, it's clear that your family is important to you. Your box drop uh, mattress franchises, uh, they seem to be great startups for people because of the low franchise costs and the flexible work hours. Uh, did you do that on purpose? And if so, why? We absolutely did. We believe that the franchise industry was highly disruptable. It, it, it had one way of kind of selling itself and across the board pretty much had one culture which is a lot like um, union versus management, labor versus management, so to speak, in the union world. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty caustic, and we knew that could be disrupted and changed. And one, we set out to make to create a franchise that would be the easiest to start and have the most flexibility within itself on how the entrepreneur would run that business, giving them multiple path, pathways into different size businesses in the home furnishings industry. And that's resulted in uh, box drop mattress, box drop mattress and sofa, and what we call super box drop that really suits the appetite of the individual entrepreneur or the couple that are entrepreneurs together or families. We have multiple second generations involved in businesses. We've got franchises, about 450 franchises across 47 states with the box drop enterprise Mm -hmm. as we speak. Uh, you know, we talk about disruptive, uh, the whole thing about being disruptive. What every disruptive business leader should know, you know, is the name of your book in a lot of ways, After the Rugged Entrepreneur, because there's so much involved with business. Now, we've all been through hell the last 18 months. It's affected small, medium, and large. How has COVID-19 affected your businesses, and what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs that, you know, out there who are struggling to keep their business afloat during this pandemic? Well, I feel for any and all of them that are struggling, and I hope learning to be rugged because many have been forced to, especially in the restaurant and bar industry, and there's other industries mm-hmm. that have been hit very, very hard. Um, in our world, Box Shop was very fortunate in an industry that found individual small business owners and home furnishings down around 15 to 20% last year. The Box Shop Nation was up a collective 51% across the country. And it's really because we pivoted quickly, and it's one of the things a disruptive person who knows how to organize chaos or organization that knows how to organize chaos can do. We quickly identified how those locations needed to identify themselves and establish themselves as essential products and services providers. We had our legal team do letters for them, and we were analyzing state, county, and city laws and regulations because they varied across from state to state, county to county, city to city. There was no one general rule of thumb. So it was very chaotic. One of the most chaotic business times I've ever seen last February, March, and April. And we... We navigated it fast and created 
procedures by which they could stay in business. And it really wow. made them made them very successful. But we also had launched a year before BioPure Services, which is a microbial germ remediation company that uses electrostatics. So sometimes it's timing that you got to be good at. We didn't foresee COVID, but going into COVID, we had one franchise with that company. We're just starting to franchise it, and we quickly ramped up the 50 mm-hmm. by year's end. And, of course, it's just a, a whole world understands of battling the germ world as it exists today. And oh, yeah. yeah but forever I'm, thing. That, that amazes me in all honesty, though, mate, with a country like America, the greatest on earth, you know, the biggest. The, look at the money. The money's unbelievable. Um, business is unbelievable. And yet, you know, it's the last five presidents, I don't care who it is, you know, totally in the middle. Uh, none of them had a big shed ready with massive machinery or anything else. Should And we've been warned that these pandemics are coming and they're going to get worse and more are coming. And why weren't we prepared? You know what I mean? It's not just the last mm, president. That's a great question. The one before him and the one before him. I mean, where's all the dogo? You know, helping who is it or somebody else in another country? The reality is we were not prepared. And uh, to me, that's not business, you know, in the greatest country in the world. Anyway, your book is fabulous. I, I highly recommend it, folks. It's be a nice gift. If you've got a son who's a CEO or a general manager or an aspiring entrepreneur, this is the book for them. All right. It's simply called The Rugged Entrepreneur. It's done by Scott Andrew, the author of The Rugged Entrepreneur, what every dis, you know, disruptive business leader should know, because that's what it's about. And you can get it. All right, Mark. Well, tell us where you can get the darn thing. Number one, the hardcover is 27 bucks. The ebook is $13.99. Uh, Simon & Schuster, you're talking Barnes & Noble, Good Thread, Goodreads, rather, and of course, yeah, Amazon. All right. Of course. Why not? Where else? So uh, at the end of the day, uh, thank God there's still other places in Amazon. You can get it. <laughs> but still. Okay, the rugged entrepreneur, what every disruptive business leader should know. Thank you, Scott. I really appreciate your time and good luck with the future with this. Thank you, Mark. Okay, goodbye now. Stay rugged. Yeah. <laughs>